0: Welcome back to another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael. I'm going to give you a recruiting update for CSU football. If you subscribe, you know everything at this point, but we'll talk about the latest commits. We'll talk about David Roddy and what the latest mock drafts are saying. I'll kind of give my final thoughts on that. Probably we'll go over some of my favorite moments of his career tomorrow, obviously, or his college career, I should say. Really exciting. We'll see where he ultimately ends up. And then I will talk about Team Ram Up, the CSU alumni team competing in the basketball tournament, a.k.a. TBT. They have officially qualified for the 64-team field. So it should be a fun episode. Obviously, we're in the the heart of the offseason at this point. This is about as dead as it gets. I mean, outside of recruiting, there just isn't a whole lot happening on, on the CSU news side right now. But that's okay because, you know, if you're a local fan, obviously you're locked into the Stanley Cup. Hockey fans, the final chase for the Stanley Cup is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup final, has a can't-miss offer for the most exciting series in sports. New customers bet $5 on either team to win their game, get $100 in free bets no matter what. You don't even have to pick the correct winner. If you're looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the Stanley Cup final, try the DraftKings Same Game Parlay. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals scored, uh, individual goal scores, boom, you've got a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DNVR. New customers bet $5 on either the Lightning or Avalanche to win their game. Get $100 in free bets no matter what. Again, that code DNVR so they know we sent you only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup Final. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, all right, all right, all right. I hope everybody is enjoying their summer. I, I had a fun weekend went over to the Breckenridge farmhouse. It was a blast. Got to see uh, Ripe and Milky Chance perform. If you've never heard of Ripe, which I hadn't, they are awesome. They absolutely slayed it. Just a really groovy, kind of jam bandy, kind of ska-y, kind of like funky. I don't really know how to describe them, but they're Their stage presence was awesome. They make really good music. That's all I've been listening to ever since then. I mean, Milky Chance was really good, too. They were the headliner, but Ripe just stole the show. Really fun day, uh, courtesy of our sponsors over at Breckenridge Brewery. Love those guys. Actually ran into a a couple of CSU fans out there, which is is always fun. For the record, if you ever come up to me, I'm super nice, or at least I try to be. Uh, I'm just Absurdly awkward. I have no idea what to say, particularly when people are, are complimentary of me and like you know say they like the podcast or you know love what I do and all that. I'm just like, oh yeah, you're you're cool too, man. It's it's I'm like the awkward guy that you know when they're, you're getting on a plane and they they tell you to have a good flight and you're like, oh you too, even though they're staying at the airport. I'm just I'm always awkward, but it, it's always super overwhelming. Just and and just humbling, like overwhelming in a good way when when people come up and, and say that kind of stuff. It I just it's crazy to me. So thank you to the couple of you that came up and, and said what up at Breck. Hope you guys did not get sunburned, stayed hydrated. It has been absurdly hot out there. Um anyways, it was just really fun to to go to a live show and experience music. It had been a couple of years for me since I'd been to a concert. Forgot how much. You know, I love that. I mean, I, I had a similar feeling in the uh, the first home game of the football season last year. And granted, it ended up being a really frustrating outcome, you know, a, a tough game against South Dakota State. But just standing on the sidelines and, and hearing the, the crowd, especially if you remember, there were some really cool chants and just engagement, you know, that there was a lightning delay or whatever, but, you know, everybody was rocking and it was into it and you could just feel the energy. Like, they're just... Sporting events, concerts, there, there are a couple of things in life where, you know, people just come together in a way that you don't really see anywhere else. And it's so special, and I, I love it. Anyways, pretty fun weekend. Shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. But uh, while, while I was having fun this weekend, though, the CSU coaches getting shit done on the recruiting trail. Uh, another couple of commits for CSU football couple more it seems like that haven't officially announced yet so things things going well for the staff in in june and you know i've talked about it before it's it's encouraging to see this is one of the more important months in the recruiting cycle just in terms of being able to host guys for officials being able to go out and hit the road and, and you know do all this without the distraction of the regular season Recruiting's a 365 days a year event at this point but i mean you know in the fall obviously you've got game prep and you know practice and everything else you're trying to manage and just being able to really take advantage of the summer is is big and we're seeing the CSU staff do it we're seeing them really swing big i mean they're they're able to get some guys with serious offers and that was the case this week that the first commit kennedy mcdowell a defensive end slash you know edge rusher whatever you want to label him as he officially announced his commitment to CSU on Sunday i got an awesome nickname by the way mayhem Listed at six foot four, 200 pounds out of Memorial High School in Frisco, Texas. And, you know, this guy, like I said, has some serious interests Arizona State, CU, Kansas, Minnesota, Nebraska, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, Purdue, San Diego State, SMU, Vanderbilt, Washington State, Air Force, Army. I mean, a laundry list of offers, some of which are from some, you know, pretty impressive football programs. And, for for CSU to be able to, you know, land guys with Big Ten offers, Pac twelve offers, it's exciting. Y'all know how I feel about recruiting. Ultimately, you know, verbals don't mean a ton, you know, and up until somebody signs their their name on the dotted line, it's it's all just kind of for show. But the the staff seems to have some juice and they seem to really be connecting with recruits in a way that you know, the previous regime just kind of wasn't, you know, I, I do think the, the previous staff did a pretty good job of recruiting Colorado heavily. That said, they weren't exactly landing like the top prospects in the state. A few nice ones. I, I think Tanner Arkin is going to end up being a, a steal. I think Kai Day, who actually signed under Norvell, but was recruited by by Adazio. I think he's going to be a really nice player as well. Langston Williams on the defensive side, a really athletic defensive back out of Eagle Crest as well. But, I mean, we're seeing this staff go into California, Texas, Washington, and land guys with, with serious interest from major programs. And it's just refreshing. It's exciting. You know, like I said, you have to take everything with a grain of salt when it comes to recruiting. But, you know, why not be excited about the future, especially when it seems like the, the vibes and just the general direction of the program are, are in such better position than they were even six months ago. I mean, would people be committing to CSU over Notre Dame, you know, Oklahoma State, Nebraska, under Adasio? I just, I, I really don't think so. So it's it's exciting, and we'll have to see how this all plays out. But, I mean, assuming that Kennedy McDowell does actually end up at CSU, he looks, he looks like a guy with some serious upside. You know, one of the things that's been really common for this staff is they're going after multi-sport athletes, guys that have, you know, a track background, especially, but basketball in some cases with McDowell specifically, he runs track, does hurdles. I mean, really impressive athlete. And then although the film is somewhat limited because he got injured last year, when you do watch him, I mean, for a guy with a 6'4", 200 pound frame playing with his hands on the ground to be able to you know, control offensive linemen with his hands the way he does is really impressive. I mean, he just straight bull rushed guys on a couple of opportunities, really sure tackler in the open field. And I mean, his pursuit skills are just great. And that probably comes from his track background. But you you can just tell that this staff is going after a different caliber of athlete. And I think that's going to be beneficial for CSU. They're not always necessarily getting the most experienced guys, but they're getting guys with you know, a versatile athletic profile in terms of multiple sports and guys that just have really high upside, you know, traits that you can develop. When defensive coordinator Freddie Banks was introduced, that was one of the things he talked about. You know, it's, it's coaches at the G5 level. That's, it's kind of a, I don't know, a a go-to excuse just that you can't recruit the same caliber of, of defensive athlete. And to an extent that's, that's true. You know, if you're at an elite corner, an elite defensive end, you know, defensive tackle at this point, you're a five-star guy, you know, you're being recruited by power five programs. That's why you got to kind of find some under the radar guys and and just look for skills. Maybe they're even playing other positions, you know, maybe they're running back right now, maybe they're a wide receiver. They're just looking for those raw traits. And then, you know, from there, you can kind of move them around and, and figure out what the best fit is going to be. It, that's not exactly the, the case with McDowell, but they're just going after really high, high caliber athletes and it's encouraging. And I also trust this staff because when you look at what, you know, he, he was able to do with Troy Anderson at at Montana State, a guy that, you know, played quarterback at one point, tight end at another point, ended up being a second round draft pick at a linebacker, just a freak athlete. They moved another guy from defensive, uh, from tight end to defensive end. He ended up getting drafted as well. I mean, that's what you gotta do. You have to get creative. You know, when you are one of these smaller programs, you have to find guys that are are being undervalued to an extent, but have really high upside. And if you can do that consistently and you can develop that talent and coach them up and then also, you know, happen to land a couple of premier recruits here and there. I mean, that's how you flip this thing around. That's how you start winning. In addition to McDowell, CSU also picked up a commit from safety TJ Crandall, Officially the sixth member of the 2023 uh, recruiting class, at least publicly. Six foot one, 185 pounds, listed as a three star prospect, according to 247 Sports. Along with CSU, he has offers from Army, Arizona State, Idaho State, and Yale. His Twitter page also shows interest from Nevada, Washington, Washington State, TCU, and USC. And in an interview with the Irish Sports Daily, Crandall talked about. How Notre Dame was a program he had his eyes on as well. Crandall, a three sport athlete, again, sticking with that theme at Skyline High School out in Sammamish, Washington, participates in basketball, track and field, and obviously football. Uh, Played a little bit of running back, but primarily made him, uh, excuse me, primarily made a name for himself as a defensive back, also as a kick returner, a guy that has just an ability to really. Make plays all over the field. When you watch his huddle, the very first play is him housing about a hundred yard kickoff for a touchdown. Ton of other videos of him housing pick sixes. Unfortunately, his stats aren't updated on max preps. If you're a high school coach, if you are involved with high school sports at any level, make sure that your guys' teams are updating stats on max preps. I want to, you know, give these guys as much, you know, coverage. I want to talk about them as much as I can, but when teams don't update it, it's super frustrating. Anyways, just a little side tangent. Sorry about that. Uh, Crandall, initially offered by CSU on June 7th, took his official visit this past weekend, along with a couple of other guys that committed. With him now in the mix, CSU officially has six verbals for the 2023 cycle, though we have seen the staff recruit uh, tweet about a potential commit at offensive line as well as wide receivers so we'll kind of have to see there potentially eight commits right now we've got quarterback jackson brousseau six foot five 215 pounds out of lehigh utah wide receiver stefan daly six foot four 175 pounds out of toleson arizona defensive end andrew lorich listed at six foot five 250 pounds out of yorkville illinois Offensive tackle Tanner Morley, 6'5", 280 pounds out of Valor Christian High School, Littleton, Colorado. Defensive end Kennedy McDowell, 6'4", 200 pounds out of Frisco, Texas. And defensive back TJ Crandall, 6'1", 185 pounds out of Seattle, Washington. Those six are official, at least publicly. Again, sounds like the staff has also secured a commitment from an offensive line prospect as well as a wide receiver. I will see when they announce sometimes Sometimes guys are just a little bit more private. Other times it's because they're waiting on a graphic or like a high video to be made. We'll just have to monitor it. But another busy weekend, you know, coming up as, as far as official visits go for CSU. As always, you know, on Twitter, whether it's my personal page at Justin T. Michael at DNVR underscore Rams via the website, the DNVR.com. for DNVR members. I'll write about the recruits in depth, go a little bit more in depth than I do on the podcast Uh, But then I will obviously talk about everything on the podcast as well. So, fun time to be a CSU fan. We will keep you up to date with all of it. Going to move on here and talk about David Roddy. Real quick, though, I want to shout out our newest partner. They are called FOCO. Avs fans, your home for Denver sports coverage is partnering with a leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. DNVR has teamed up with FOCO to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around. Throw it back to 1996 with the newly released Joe Sakic Stanley Cup celebration bobble, or find your fandom with FOCO's other officially licensed Avalanche gear. If the Avs lift the cup in 2022, you can keep the celebration going alongside your squad with exclusive championship collectibles and merch, but the fun doesn't stop there. Check out their gear and their merch for other Denver sports teams, including the new Rocky City Connect bobbleheads and more. Head on over to FOCO.com and use the promo code DNVR for 10% off your order. That is FOCO.com. Real quick, also want to talk about a couple of perks of becoming a DNVR member. Obviously, you get access to all of our premium content, everything I do on the CSU side, as well as my colleague Henry on the CU side. But you get access to everything on the Broncos, Beat Nuggets, Avs, Rockies. There is no better site to be a Colorado sports fan than the DNVR.com. You get price breaks on our tailgates, 20 bucks, for instance, if you want to come to the Broncos tailgate each Sunday, unlimited drinks, pizza, wings, knots, you name it, we've got it, games, it is a blast. When you subscribe for an annual membership, you get a free t-shirt. What are you waiting for, guys? Subscribe to thednvr.com today. All right, all right, all right, let's talk about David Roddy. Obviously, the NBA draft coming up on June 23rd. It's going to be awesome. We'll have a live show centered around Nuggets coverage. Make sure you go check that out wherever David ultimately ends up. I obviously will do a deep dive on that as well. I'll do a podcast, write about it. All of that fun stuff. Um, you know, David's draft stock has kind of been all over the place in this process. I think you know, initially when he announced he was going to test the waters, I think most assumed that he would come back then, you know, his stock really shot up pretty drastically, pretty quickly in the process. And, you know, then people were talking about, like, could David be like a fringe, you know, top 25 pick? It it seemed to dip a little bit after the combine where he tested well, but didn't necessarily play phenomenally. At this point, he's worked out for more than half of the league. I mean, it would take too long to name every team that he's worked out for at this point. Um, But according to... NBADraft.net, which takes all of the mock drafts that are public and just kind of averages them out. David Roddy going number 53 to Boston. Um, that's as of June 22nd. Again, this is just kind of a consensus of, of all the mock drafts. I've seen them all over. I've seen them you know, end of the first round to Golden State. I've seen them early in the second round to Orlando. I've seen them early in the second round to Indiana. I've seen them early in the second round To Orlando, so I mean, or uh, Toronto, excuse me. So he could really end up all over. Uh, Officially, I am predicting that David gets picked with the thirty-third overall pick by the Toronto Raptors. That's that's what I said yesterday on the DNVR Sports Podcast. That is what I am sticking with. That's not me, you know. Given any inside information or anything like that, just you know, kind of based on what I've heard and what I've read. That is where I expect him to ultimately end up. That would be, one, I think a, a pretty pretty solid indication of how some NBA teams view Roddy just because Toronto is a team that historically drafts and develops really well. And they've especially been able to do well with guys like Roddy who aren't necessarily like the easiest pr- to project, guys that are jacks of all trades. Toronto's kind of become an island of, of misfit toys and I don't know. I think it would just be a really good situation. Obviously, you have solid foundation both in the coaching staff and the GM, Usai Ujiri, one of the best in the biz. But I also think it would be a good market just from, you know, having the opportunity to grow. You know, if you go to a place like Memphis, San Antonio, Toronto, Denver, you know, you're going to have a little bit more of an opportunity to grow organically without, you know, the the added pressure of being in a market like Los Angeles, you know, or Miami, New York, something like that. Boston, if you were to end up in Boston, you know, the pressure to succeed right away would be significant, especially coming off of, you know, an NBA finals appearance. They're looking to add pieces. So it's, there's a lot of things to consider when it comes to Roddy, you know, ideally you would like him to end up on a championship contender, but also championship contenders don't exactly have a ton of minutes for rookies typically. So then, you know, maybe you hope for kind of a a team that's on the come up, not a team that's in complete disarray, but a team, you know, that'll be competitive. And for me, I think that's Toronto. I don't really view them as a contender. I think they're going to be a playoff team in the East year in and year out. But I think he'll have an opportunity to play there without, you know, the pressure of a crazy media market or absurd fans or, or anything like that. And it's an organization that I trust to do the right thing. You know, it's you look at some of these teams, like the Magic and the Sacramento Kings and Philly, I guess, before they finally figured it out with Embiid. Like, it just seems like they would bring in all these guys and just hope that it would work out, but never really have any, any established plan for them. I just want David to end up in a situation where they know what they want him to be. They know how they're going to get him there. And they don't just kind of like, yeah let's see how you do with the bigs. Oh, let's see how you do here and just kind of fling them here and there. Don't give him any type of consistent role. Give him an opportunity to succeed, you know? Give him a couple of things to focus on, because again, he's not gonna be Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year, David Roddy in the NBA, but he could be a really effective role player, a three and D type guy, you know, getting rebounds, guarding multiple positions, you know, that's gonna be a big key for him. Can he stick with smaller point guards and also, you know, be effective against wings and occasionally, you know, stretch fours and then stuff like that. You know, he's probably not going to be banging in the paint the way that he was, you know, against Nia Miskata and, and stuff like that. But, you know, eventually, or occasionally, I should say, he is going to have to, you know, go in with the tall trees. I do think Roddy's an NBA player. I I, I think he's a unique projection, and I do think that ending up in the right scenario is is going to be big for him in terms of what type of longevity he has, you know, how successful he can ultimately be. But he's athletic enough. He's talented enough. You know, the skill is certainly there. He can create his own shot. He can score from all three levels. He can defend multiple positions. And his basketball IQ is insanely high. You know, he's never out there playing hero ball, trying to jack up shots. Even in a lot of those games, you know, where he went for like 30 against Bradley or 36 against Creighton, it wasn't like he was out there playing hero ball. I mean, he still played within the flow of the offense. And He's just going to kind of be a coach's dream. You know, that was one of the things that I talked about with Trey McBride that was really going to just win over coaches, GMs and stuff in interviews is the mentality that he has, the maturity that he has. And Roddy, I mean, Roddy is basically like having another coach out on the floor. The dude is just always composed, obviously really competitive and a phenomenal athlete, but I I just think his IQ is is insane. And it's why I really am, am looking forward to seeing how this pans out. Wherever he ultimately goes, I will have a ton of content on it. We'll talk about the fit. I'll get NBA guys on the podcast to give their thoughts on the situation. I will follow him in, in Summer League. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's been a while since we've had you know, a former CSU guy be relevant in Summer League. Probably have to go back to, to Gian Clavell back when he was playing with Miami and Dallas a little bit. What, God, like five years ago already? So. Ultimately, this is just really great for CSU. Obviously, it's it's a bummer that they won't have Roddy next year, and it impacts you know their potential. But part of the vision, you know, with turning around this program was developing and sending guys to the NBA. You know, it, it was returning to relevancy and being in a position to contend within the Mountain West, reaching the NCAA tournament. You know, they've done a lot of these things, but you know, sending guys to the pros—that's a part of the process as well, and not just you know overseas, but in the NBA specifically. If you want to. If you want to recruit like San Diego State does, obviously it helps. You know, being on the beach, it's a little little easier to recruit to San Diego when you get to live 75 degree weather year round and rock Jordan gear. But, you know, also a big selling point is the fact that not only are they competitive year in and year out, it's also a place that on a yearly basis, you know, you can you can go to the NBA. They are sending guys to the league. So it's big for CSU, it's big for the for the future of the program. They can use this as a recruiting selling point. And ultimately it's just gonna be fun for us to to cheer on a guy who gave us three really excellent years at CSU, battled his ass off for the program, and you know, for my money is gonna go down as probably one of the one of the five best players ever played for CSU basketball. All right, that's all we have for today. As always, I'm Justin Michael, much love. Hope you are all enjoying your summer. Go abs, baby. Peace.
1: Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony The family dancing sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves We are just some drops of water together, make up seven seas And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I wanna be I got blood on my shirt, like I wear my heart on my sleeve She said I look good in red, but that went straight to my head So now she She's rocking my teeth, tucked into new prodigies And we ain't spoken a month, but I just saw her last week The lipstick stain still on my cheek, like we ain't talking enough And we always seem to laugh, but never nodded us So the future's looking grim, it's kinda ominous And this song ain't about love, that'd be too obvious See, this is more about lust and all of my misconceptions And this is more about me and all of my self-deception I'll tell myself a lie, 100 times don't need corrections But every night I pray to God, I hope I learn my lesson and the peaches out from Palisade And they sweet as mama's marmalade And this should sound like summer days The windows down on harmony The family band sing harmonies My daddy played the drums And my mama slapped that bass And my sister sang these songs Dancing hand in hand We were tripping two left feet Like a middle school slow dance No one knew how to lead But I'm so thankful for these days They put a smile on my face Flirt with me when you're bored That's what I'm here for Talk to me softly Till I get a little more Attached to the fact That you reply so quickly Dash and retract Only when you get sick of me, sit back reminiscing back to when I got them digits I swear I need a witness of somebody quick with pinches, I was out there floating all them feelings felt indigenous to places I don't visit, heart eyes when I'm grinning, heart eyes and them emojis you said you won't be on me, I said you won't be lonely, you can't count on me like a bank teller counter. ain't never felt prouder, never holding back, don't got a front when I'm around her, I wanna listen more like maybe I should say less, I'm not sure to make an album, this is just my best My best friends are producers, send me beats, I bump the playlist Imagine all the hours Ableton was stuck on repeat All for me to rap about some girls who didn't like me SB4 fours and stupid bars all wrote on loose leaf I weigh a lot on promises that sound like maybes My contacts still just numbers but in person call me baby Like why I fall in love with every girl that wanna date me Introspective but scatterbrained on the daily I'll make a tape with the homies and rap the same thing I know it's just rhymes, but it sounds like everything. And the peaches out from Palisade. Uh-huh. And they sweet as mama's marmalade. And this shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family bands sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. And my mama slapped that bass. My sister sang these songs, dancing hand in hand. We were tripping to left feet like a middle school slow dance. No one knew how to leave, but I'm still thankful for these days they put a smile on my face.